Good morning. It's Emmett. Hold on, I gotta put a glove on. Stand by. There we go. It's cold enough out that I need to wear gloves if I'm gonna hold my phone up to my face. Um, it's also windy, I hope that's alright. But it's less crunchy, so hey, it's wind. Um, I wanted to talk today about uh, when you're a maker and you're trying to figure out what's the mix of things that you have to offer. Uh, one category that I think feels most people can identify the category, but a lot of times people struggle to figure out how they can tap into it is how to make something that supports your fellow community of makers. How to make something that supports people making things for themselves. And I was thinking of this because I had a great conversation with this guy Wesley, who was saying that he's trying to transition this year to uh, some sort of home-based business. And we were talking about what he was considering. And he was considering a number of things, but the thing he really zeroed in on was making the tools that will help other people make the things that they're interested in making. Uh, and it struck me that that was really smart because, because, you know, when you, let's bring it back to spoon carving. When I carve a spoon for somebody, they might collect spoons, but they don't need another spoon from me necessarily, uh, unless I'm helping them in some other aspect of their life by carving a different form, but they, they now have that object. Uh, whereas if in the spoon blanks that I sell, that's helping somebody follow something that they're passionate about or that they love. Uh, it's helping them achieve that. And they, uh, because I'm part of their process, for me, it's a strong business, uh, both because it's something that people use up, they create the spoons, but also because I am helping them facilitate uh, this thing that they love. It's a, it's a different dynamic, helping somebody do what they want to do versus selling somebody something even if it's something that they love. In many ways, it's a more powerful relationship, uh, not in a power dynamic way, but in a deeper, it's a deeper relationship with somebody. When I have helped them achieve the thing that they want to achieve. Um, and so I think anyone thinking of trying to piece together a living as a maker should definitely consider how they can help other people do the thing that they do. Sometimes that's teaching. I think we think of that as obvious. Sometimes it's making tools. I think we think of that as being fairly obvious. But I think the 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 low-hanging fruit in many aspects are 
is is supplying ingredients um right so if you're into sometimes these markets seem like they're saturated right if you're into knitting uh seems like the yarn market is saturated but there's always ways to get into that situation but um sometimes it takes you by surprise what people actually want or need like i never thought that the spoon blanks were going to be such a big part of my business they're Probably more than half of my business is from helping people get these spoon blanks that I have uh, an abundance of this wood and I can make it available to other people. And that has rippled on benefits on so many levels um, because those people become customers for spoons, because the work that I do providing blanks for them is very visible and then other people see it and it's fulfilling a need. You know when something takes on a life of its own, when it catches on without you having to push it, that is really fulfilling a need, an unmet need that people have. And I think that's what I've found with the spoon blanks. Um, and... <clears throat> And I think, you know, there's got to be other examples of that, right? Of like, I don't know, I'd imagine, like, if I was in the, into, like, orcharding, that, like, maybe there's an unmet need for, like, uh, affordable wooden boxes for storing your apples in. Or, like, I don't know, you see what I'm saying? That there's, like, a it's going to be unexpected. It's not going to be the obvious thing because somebody's already done the obvious thing. Um, and for me, I've always sort of stumbled on these things by saying yes to somebody who asked me if I can do something for you. If somebody's asking you to do something, it's probably a good indication that somebody else would be willing to ask you to do it as well. Um, whereas if you come up with something on your own, who knows? So, I think that that way of thinking about how do I cobble things together is a, is a good way because obviously as a maker you want to make the thing you enjoy making, right? Sometimes you come at it with just strictly I need a business to support my family, but if there's also a component of and I'm also passionate about doing this thing, well, it might not make sense to make your entire living from doing this thing. There are very few people, for instance, who make a living entirely from carving spoons. Um, I can think of one, maybe two. Uh, and instead, people cobble it together. Um, and people tend to, you know, realize that teaching in some way is a good way to go about it, or selling auxiliary, you know, tools and supply and equipment is a good way. But I think supplies really is... It, I think supplies, I think supplies is really, uh, the, the place to be, um, really thinking deeply about. If you think of something and you're willing to share it as a great example, uh, please do. If you want to keep it to yourself, I totally understand. Um, uh, but either way, good luck. But either way, good luck. Sorry if this is choppy at the end. It keeps shutting off. I'm going to stop now.